The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. You'll get the content on all the South Florida teams. Also, check us out on Off the Floor, $3.05 per month. You don't have to go to Twitter. You get text directly to your phone. Again, it's winnow.app, winnow.app, backslash Off the Floor. Just go there, three oh five a month. And again, the first week is free, so you can test it out. Got more than 200 new subscribers over the past week. So they seem fairly satisfied with it. Give it a shot yourself. And you don't have to be on Twitter all day. That's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Particularly the way Twitter is going. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Stones and More. Stones and More. You can find them at mosaics.com. That's M-O-Z-A-I-C-S.com. Fireworks going off in the background to tell you about the sponsor. Family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. Dedicated customer service. Wholesale distributors, the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles, along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern design. So check them out and have a fantastic day. See, I did it this time correctly. Mosaics.com or the phone number 305, that's 305-828-0940. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yikes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, ran bubble frogs. Just like Buffett said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Greg Sylvander, you can follow him at Greg Sylvander. And Brady Hawk, you can follow at Brady Hawk. 305, we're going to talk about the greatest team ever assembled the Miami Heat 2023 Summer League team. That's what we're going to talk about today. But, of course, it, everything is in the context of Dame Lillard because this plays into it. So let's get to what actually happened today. I'll go to you first on this, Brady. And we, we thank you, everybody, who joined us on Playback and watched this juggernaut uh, dominate the Lakers Summer League team, even without Jamal Cain today, who, was, who sat out with an ankle injury. Let's just start here thing that impressed you the most man there's a lot of different ways you can go just like you said just because of the fact that they looked like an all-star summer league roster out there with the amount of things we could touch on 
Uh, but what a opening game for Jaime Hawkins Jr. I think that's kind of the main thing is he looked really solid. Uh, he came out, it looked like he had a little bit of nerves in him <laughs> just with the way he was playing. Like it seemed like he was just getting a little bit of rust off. And then once he had that poster dunk, he took off from there. Like he looked very comfortable. He was doing things to a lot of different spots on the floor. They started using him as a spot of shooter. He, he was like, I think three of seven from deep. Uh, he got in his isolation bag. He played a lot in that little Jimmy range with the little kind of stuff below the basket. Uh, played in the dunker spot, had a couple moments in there. I just thought he played like a really solid game, and it continues to show how <laughs> this this franchise just continues to find these guys where it's like every time after the draft, you're like, oh, they reach with that guy. They, oh, that guy you could have got late first round. And then all of a sudden they look really good. And then you watch, like we were just talking about pre-show, with like a second overall pick right now that's kind of not having the greatest performance in his opening game. It's just not something you can really look past. So that's kind of my opening, I think, big takeaway. But it's you could go down this roster because the amount of undrafted guys they have in this roster that are talented uh, is big. You can notice that there's a lot of guys, now that they have three two-ways, they're going to utilize them. Let's go to the other drafted guy, Alex uh, Nikola Jovic, who in a lot of ways was equally impressive, uh, you know, coming into his second summer league. But last summer league, he didn't really play a lot or, or consistently. He had the one big blowout game. That was terrific. Uh, and then other than that, didn't really do a whole lot. Came back stronger. We talked about it. He looks comfortable with it. What did you like from what you saw from him? A whole lot. A whole lot. Um, I think the confidence that he plays with, um, you mentioned the way that he's grown into his body, the added bulk. Um, you see it when he tries attacking the rim. And there was a whole lot of attacking the rim. I think that's something that stood out tonight. Um he, he looks like he's ready to take on contact, and that's just a huge step. That's a huge step because he becomes, I think, a threat in a lot of different ways offensively, whether he's used as a five or as a four next to Bam. I think that'll be the only time he's ever used as a four, um, or at least that's what it looks like. I think that's why they had him bulk up is to kind of just be a really skilled five who can spell Bam. I don't know, you know, probably not going to be right this season, you know, uh, assuming he's on that roster, but I, I really do think that what he's shown, like you see the intrigue, the intrigue uh, that the Heat had with him, everything when it comes to the the feel for the game, the IQ, all that stuff stands out. And you could say it for Jaime too. I think they both have great feel. The differences between them, I think um, Jaime is is more about setting up his own shot first and then maybe uh, reading the game second. Whereas I feel like Jovic is a little bit more pass first. Not to put him in a box because I don't. It's not that black and white, but I do think that's kind of the, the the differences in the play style. Not to mention the differences in their height and all that. And I, I just think they're both really skilled guys, and you see why the Heat were so intrigued with them. I, I think Jovic showed off a lot of really nice passing passing flashes. Even Hakez both were whipping passes all over the place, especially after the game kind of got out of hand and they were just feeling themselves. Some of them were kind of risky passes, but they both have great feel for the game, and it, it could, honestly, it couldn't have been a better start for those guys. Like they really led the way, even though other guys had great performances as well. I really do think it was kind of with the tone that those guys set. All right, let's put a bow on this, and then after that, I'm going to go to Greg on the meaning of all of it because there is that elephant in the room or in Portland. And so we, we want to put those two guys into context, but let's just quickly through some of the others. Um, Bouye, uh, I thought that he looked sharp today. He gets into the paint. 
He was making the right reads. He looked better than Drew Smith. Uh, both of them played the the point today, but I thought Bouye was better than him. Um, Orlando Robinson hit a couple of threes, which was promising. Seemed to kind of get more comfortable as the game went on. Seems to struggle a little bit in the post where he gets pushed around some. He's on a, a standard contract now, so they are expecting him to contribute this season in a way maybe that they didn't last season. I'll just go to you guys quickly on this because I know everybody wants us to get to Dame. Uh, Brady, Alex, give me the one undrafted, 30 seconds or less, uh, that jumped out to you the most. Alex first. Uh, I guess go with Chase Audish here. We, we mentioned him when we talked about this team and previewed it, that he was kind of next in line as far as being the bulldog point guard that, that the Heat tend to try to develop. And – Look, man, he seems like he's kind of ready-made to to play a 3-and-D role. Not that he would do it right away by any means. I'm not expecting that. But, you know, like we talked about before with, like, the Heat's undrafted finds, a lot of them, the 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 common denominator is that they have a skill set that they try to build off. So, Adige, I think, is not a favorite to get a two-way spot, but he's going to be, I think, in that mix, specifically with the way that he showed out today. I'm sure they're going to be rotating guys back and forth, specifically, you know, the guys who didn't play today. But, I mean, the guy's defense really stands out. He won awards for that in his conference. Everybody knows that already. It's been put all over Twitter. But it, it really stood out today, and I think he did a great job showing that he can produce on the offensive end. You know, he really just made the shots that were there for him, four or seven from three. I think he was six of nine overall. So that role is there for him, and I, I, I like what he brings. There's a little Gabe in him, uh, and we, we talked about that beforehand. Not exactly the same type of player, but maybe – some role the stuff. Size. The size yeah, is possible the, too. The, the the size and and again, it comes back to to kind of you know at, at first with Gabe, they they saw a skill set, they tried to develop it and uh, and go past him. Anybody else? We did not see Powell today, right, Brady? So so he he didn't play. That's one that we thought we would see. Anybody else? Because Odisha is the one that's getting most of the attention. No, so it's interesting because they have like the four shooters, and I know Greg has been talking a lot about Justin Powell, and it was interesting to see him not play. My take on it is we, we probably see them rotate because we saw two and they probably see the other two on Wednesday. So they'll probably just – it doesn't make sense to give a shooter five minutes and then give another shooter five minutes. you got to let those guys just go and see what they right. can do in larger minutes. Uh, but with that said, Drew Peterson I think is an interesting one because his stat line does not jump off the page. Uh, the fact that he was the guy that started I think matters. And it usually I know this stuff does usually matter in summer league. But the fact that he was the top dog among the grouping that got that initial go at it, I think matters. Uh, and he was the guy that kind of had the most to his game because he he could do a little bit on ball. He's done a lot of off ball. He's I think what you notice in this game, that's why I wanted to mention him, is that uh, his passing's interesting. He's a very good passer. He was doing some some interesting stuff with the ball that I was like, that's something that could catch some eyes. So uh, I feel like that's the only other guy. I know there's some other guys like I know everybody wanted to see Gardner, the big man. Uh, see that could shoot a little bit. Everybody wanted to see that, but Karan Butler's just taking the Eric Spolstra right, kind of the, the his ways right with them and playing Jovic's back of five and seeing no other bigs on the roster. So we'll, we'll probably see some of these other guys moving forward. But yeah, th those are the main guys. And as you mentioned, Boye, uh, that guy is just, he has a first step on him, man. He is, has, has some quickness to him. And I think one of the only downfalls to him last year was the fact that I think he played a little too fast where he didn't have enough control. This year, at least in this game, because I know we have to see more of it, he looked very under control. Like, he looked like he knew what he was doing in the half court, at least. So that that's something that intrigues me. In, in a situation, I know we're going to talk about Dame, on a roster that you probably need some extra ball handlers down, down the rest of the roster.
All right, so I'm going to turn this over to Greg in a second because we're going to start to put some of these guys into context. Before we do, I want to mention a couple sponsors here of the Five Reasons Sports Network, or actually three of them. Uh, one of them, of course, is Prize Picks. Use that code five F I V E. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You can play Prize Picks on Summer League. You could have played it on both Jovich and Hakez, and you would have gone over on both of them. So do it as long as the heater in Summer League. Use that code five F I V E. You can pair it with MLB, MLS or anything else, or just play all the Summer League guys. Use the code 5, get that initial deposit matched up to $100. And Better Edge, our gambling partner, use the code 5RSN to get $20 off. You still can enter our contest there. I'm going to post it again on Twitter tomorrow. You can enter our contest for Summer League. Go over, under on Wemby, on Scoot, on all of the guys that everybody wants to see here at Summer League. Go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN, get $20 to play. This is legal in the state of Florida, as is prize picks. So you can play either of them or both of them, actually, because, again, at Better Edge, you are betting against others who use it. You are not betting against a bookie or the app. Also, hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products. And that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks. And I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard. So better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German engineered blades made in their own factory. So they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer and also they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as two bucks half of what you pay for other big brands also i would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash so check it out you can go to harrys.com backslash five that's harrys.com backslash five you'll get a 13 dollar trial set for just three bucks again don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. Harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Now, it's time for the Spy Report. Now, it's time for the Spy Report here on Five on the Floor, sponsored by Closure Investigative Agency, your trusted private investigative company. Experienced professionals with over 25 years of private investigations experience. Their headquarters right here in South Florida in West Palm Beach, but they proudly provide their investigative services nationwide. Their team is so good, so dedicated, so thorough, so professional, so aggressive that other private investigators use them to help solve their own cases. They got a proven track record record of going above and beyond and again they're a full service nationwide private investigative firm that means they can handle all kinds of different cases experts in the field of workers compensation insurance fraud backgrounds and due diligence infidelity locates missing persons asset searches surveillance interview statements and service of process you can reach out to them at 844-403-2550 that's 844-403-2550 or check them out on the web at ci agency.net that's just one a in there ci agency 
Spyreport.net. And now, the Spy Report. <laughs> I love the background now- music on that. All right, let's get to the Spy Report here. Uh, so, Greg, here's the question, okay? Heat fans are going crazy on Twitter and everywhere else as they're watching this. And, you know, it's gone from throw in all the young guys, go get Dame, to all of a sudden, wait, hold on a second. We got to keep this one. We got to keep that one. <laughs> so I just I just want to caution everybody about this. You got to give up something to get something. So oh, let's, yeah. let's, not, let's not go too crazy. But I, before we get into who you would try to keep from what we saw today, you had suggested maybe that you thought they, you might sit them. Jovic and, and Hakez, so to keep them out for an injury situation, potentially. But but it, it seems that they played him, them to showcase them. Correct. Right? You they they kind of know what they have, right? But they want right. to make sure that Portland sees what they could get. Correct? The risk of a sprained ankle in a situation like this when you are, relatively speaking, still playing limited minutes – overall like they try to you know balance that to some degree i think it's worth getting those guys out there and playing well because you're just you're showing assets particularly jovich that people haven't seen in a while um and hakez obviously you're just kind of confirming what you thought he could do uh so i i think that it absolutely was a situation where the careful approach is to sit them um, and then the stir that that causes. I think also with young players, you want to make sure that they stay focused on the task at hand and you may need them to contribute. So I like the fact that they played them um, and they did nothing but enhance Miami's trade package today if one or both have to be included. And I'm glad you cautioned Heat fans, Ethan, because I'll stop by saying this trade is going to hurt somewhere. So everyone should prepare because you don't get Dame Lillard without some part of the trade making you go, but you still love it. But that was Karan Butler when Shaq left. And Mm -hmm. so I would just caution that everybody understand that probably one of these guys, and we'll talk about who next um, is it maybe can stay, but you may need to include all of them also. Right, and we'll get to those two and one other guy who could be included in this. But I, I, I feel like, and you mentioned Karan Butler, and it's interesting because he's coaching this team in Summer League, but he was the guy that Heat fans were concerned about giving up in the Shaq trade, if you go back to 2000, uh, 2005, 2004, because you know they'd grown to love Karan. And Lamar was only there with the Heat for one year, and you knew he was the piece you had to give up to get Shaq. But Karan was the the swing piece, and the swing piece had to be included because you weren't including Dwayne, and Shaq didn't want you to include Dwayne. So, but I feel like Heat fans have gotten a little spoiled in this regard, and I don't mean this as a pejorative, but the Jimmy Butler trade was so easy ultimately, not not in the way that it had to come together because it blew up with Minnesota and it had to be consummated when he got to Philadelphia, but ultimately they ended up giving up less than we ever thought they would give up. And again, no disrespect to Josh Richardson, who is back, but they didn't give up much with Josh. They gave up Josh and and what? And uh, at a first, and then they were able to dump Whiteside's contract, which was a huge plus in itself. So essentially they gave up nothing. I mean, and, and now Josh is back four years later, but even beyond that. So you kind of feel like, I kind of feel like Heat fans who are more sort of the last decade Heat fans or even the LeBron, uh, Bosch, you know, Wade Heat fans, when all you had to give up there was give them the extra years, which meant giving up first round picks in the future that nobody cared about. 
And ultimately, of course, they didn't end up standing the, spending the six years in Miami. And so, uh, or at least uh, LeBron didn't, and they all did the opt-outs so that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, you could have had those first round picks if you didn't have to give him the extra money. But again, Heat fans didn't care about that because you were getting LeBron, you were getting Bosch. So I feel like Heat fans think like now you don't have to give up anything kind of because they didn't have to give up anything for Jimmy. And that's just not the way this is going to play out. But I also think, Greg, they've conditioned themselves to the fact they're going to have to give up Tyler. So like that is not even a consideration at this point. It's like, okay, Tyler is the cost of doing business. He's the Lamar Odom, okay, in the Shaq trade. And all the future picks. And all the future picks. But one of these guys is the Quran, okay? Maybe it's Caleb. Maybe it's Jovic, maybe it's Hakez, maybe it's all three. So now I'm going to pivot to all of you guys. Did anything that you saw today change what I think we all believed, which is that the guy of the three of them that you had to keep was Caleb Martin for this team at this time? And that's what Dame wants also, by the way. Did anything change where now you're saying, okay, if it comes down to keeping, you can keep two maybe, okay, that maybe Caleb is the guy that you part with. Has anybody changed their perspective on that? No. Alex? Yes? No? If I was to no. say to you, 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 you can keep, you got to give up Caleb. You can keep the, say you can keep the other two. Would you do that? Um, I don't think so. I don't think I did. Look, I, like for a team build, I, Yoke, Jesus Christ, I'm combining their names now. Jovic and Hakez. Oh, you're going to screw it up like I do. Give, give, give me a Jokic and a, and a Jokic, and you'll be exactly, you'll do it exactly the way that I do it. So Jokic. No, but uh, Jovic and Hakez, I think, on their own, are more valuable individual assets than Caleb Martin. I mean, Caleb is 28. He's going to be 29 when you have to pay him. It's, I'm not disrespecting him. It's just really like these guys were recent first-round draft picks, and – I think Caleb is more about a win now move. I, I the, the, what it made me think about even more was just the, the scenario, like we talked about on playback of the Heat just trying to play hardball in their first offer, not including any of those guys, and then just trying to find, you know, maybe you, you play hardball and and see if the, the the Blazers management can actually find a better deal than that. It's like why are we gonna give you everything when we don't have to? And I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, and that's what I was talking about before. It's like you're most likely gonna end up having to give up, if not everything, almost everything when it comes to draft capital and young players. But if you were to ask me who are the better assets, it's the two recently drafted players. But that doesn't mean I would necessarily want to keep them over Caleb. I just think once you get into that window with Dame, whoever is most reliable in the now is probably who you have to go with. And it's a little bit unfortunate because, like I said, the other two individually are, are I think, are more valuable assets. But I really do love what they showed. Like, both of them seem to be really skilled, um, have kind of shot creator games in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and man, I, I think not to, not to declare this off of one game, but for all we know, they're a little bit more ready to contribute than we give them credit for. I'm not, I'm not saying that they will, but you know, what if I, I'm saying this now and then, you know, there's a chance that one or two of them were, were to get in the rotation and, and end up being right away contributors and the conversation would change. Brady, uh, let's flip it, and then I'm going to go back to the original question. If you're the Portland Trailblazers in their situation, if you can ask for two, which would be the two? Probably Jovic and Akez, honestly. I, I mean, Caleb's always talked about as the asset, but, like, 
he so he has a player option after this upcoming season, correct? Mm-hmm. Or season? Yes. yes. So like if he plays really well in Portland, he's probably going to end up leaving and getting a bigger call. Like he can probably opt out of it and get a bigger deal. And now all of a sudden in a year, he's out of there. So it's like, mm-hmm. do you want to take that risk of your Portland? What does he really do for you in terms of you're going in a certain direction? Does Caleb even make sense? If I'm Portland, I'm definitely going with the two young guys that just put up the Kyrie and bronze stat lines uh, from the finals that one year. So <laughs> to, to re- reverse the question as for Miami, I still think, and I'm somebody that's going into the specifics of these summer league games and enjoying the, the process of this. Caleb's still at the top of your list. Who you want back? Caleb is still makes the most sense uh, in so many different reasons. I keep going into the defensive reason, the the fact that he can plug in in between many of these guys. I know Jovic can too, but it's just that there's a, there's an element to this of what we've seen from him at high level games. He literally could have been the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. Like mm-hmm. we're weeks away from that. Like this guy, Caleb, and it's not like you could say, yeah, it's a, it could be a fluke, and hear hear that all the time. But no, you you want that back. And then obviously, I I, I still think, and it's weird because I know it kind of contradicts it because you're in a win now mode, and you probably want the older guy. But I just think what Jovic has shown specifically, and the ability to to naturally plug in between Jimmy and Bam, which is kind of the important part for me. You want to keep that as much as possible. And that's where it's tough because I even think Portland would want Jovic more than Hakez. And this isn't a shot at Hakez because he played amazing in this game. Like I said, at the start of this, but like Jovic just turned 20 and he has all these different abilities that are still waiting to be unlocked that it's like, yeah, I would think they're going to want him. But I think the the feeling from heat fans is that I think they're, they're, after tonight they're leaning toward keeping Jovic the most just because of this, mm. these continual flashes that we keep seeing. But for me personally, Caleb's still at the top of my list. A bunch of uh, you know people that we follow on Twitter polled this, Greg, and the majority of the results were like, it was about 40% keep Caleb, about 40% keep Jovic, and about 20% keep Hakez. That's kind of where it went in that's highly unscientific twitter polling but it's also i'm just trying to get a sense of it uh but here's here's the thing and this is why i asked brady that question before i put it back to you if you're portland the ones you should want are hakez and jovic if you think that either of them have any potential with the timeline that you're on with scoot and with shade and sharp in particular but if you want to be spiteful you ask for caleb yeah, like that, that, that's I don't what think I that they will though, because I think that ultimately the the blue chip talent that's coming back to them is going to be not what you would maybe have hoped for in a Dame Lillard trade. It's going to be more about the draft pick. So if they can get a couple guys that they can position to the fan base as recent first round picks that are young players that can be exciting, etc., I think that that is the way that is that, is that more appealing to the fan base than a guy who could have been Eastern conference finals MVP. Because- yeah. Because they're not going to be competing. So that, that big mm-hmm. stage pedigree that Caleb brings, I mean, there's things that it could add value to, but it's not the things that the fans I think will look at from an asset perspective. Cause as Alex said, it, it's such a great point. Are they going to pony up the money to keep Caleb next year when he's up? Like, if right. not, then that's just a rental. So then at that point, you'd rather have a cost-controlled player like a rookie who's on a deal where he has no say in where he's going the next three to four or five years, even you know past that with the first extensions that guys usually get. So um, I personally, and I asked a few uh, league sources, and they said the Heat, 
likely would do best if obviously Caleb is one, but if Jovic is the guy that they need and he would work in this lineup, particularly because you'd have um, Josh there. Mm -hmm. uh, if somehow Caleb was not in the deal, like that's the guy I think that you'd rather keep. But Jaime Jaquez, he looked great too. So it's tough. I think it's going to hurt and I think it may cost. I don't know if it'll cost both though. I've still, I'm, I'm wondering mm -hmm. if a team doesn't step up with a great offer, if Miami can actually play this degree of hardball and hope that the picks are enough. I, the other thing about this from Portland's perspective, uh, their assistant GM, I was not aware of this, uh, who had been kind of a, a scouting guy that we used to see on Twitter quite a bit. Um, he did a report on Hakez, which was very uh, favorable. And, and I just, I wonder how much the Heat knew about Portland's, uh, you know, uh, evaluation of Hakez before they took him. I, you know, I, I've got to think they knew something because you, you're not going to take a guy who the other, because we've talked about it. The first round pick, it's like driving a car off the lot, right? Like it's worth more to you before you make the pick, particularly if you're not taking a guy specifically to meet another team's needs. I got to think that they did some due diligence. We get into the spy report and closure investigative agency here. I got to think that they did some due diligence on whether or not Portland viewed Hawke as, as somebody who could contribute for them. And again, if you look at it, if they got Jovic and Hawke and, and some of the natural things that they can do together, which I know we've highlighted here on the podcast you kind of have your young starting lineup in place because um, you've got Scoot, you've got Shane Sharp, and you've got Anthony Simons. I mean, you could flip one of them, but, I mean, that's a starting point, right? I mean, depending on what you do with Nurkic, maybe he holds down the five spot for a little while, but you've kind of built your young core, and then you're going to have additional picks to supplement it, and maybe you trade Simons to get a, more of a veteran there, and you still got Jeremy Grant on the roster too. So, I mean, honestly, it, would be, it could be one of those, like, sneaky young teams that – competes for a play-in spot in the West, kind of like what we saw with OKC last year, right? They already so, got a head start from being so bad the past couple of seasons, so yeah. Right, I, exactly. So I, I, I feel like that is what they're going to ask for, but I, 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 guess, I guess it comes down to this. Dame wants to play with Caleb, and I just wonder, and, and it seems like Portland doesn't want to, the perception that they lost the deal, and I just I wonder if saving face and being spiteful at the same time would lead them to ask for Caleb, because then at least there is some uh, some pedigree of this. I think ultimately, uh, it, Jovic is going. I, I I I think that Portland is going to insist on him because you got a twenty year old with that kind of skill set, and what we saw today, which was a build on some of the things we saw when he got to play last season. Uh, that's that's the piece. He's the higher upside piece to me than Hakez is. And again, we've seen one game here of Hakez. I don't. But I just think Jovic at 20, uh, what we've seen European players develop into, and everything, you've got a year, and I know Hakez has heat culture all over him and all the rest of this, but Jovic did everything that the Heat asked. Uh, this They loved him to death. That is a, a huge plus for him. And I got to think Portland's got to look at that and say, look, if we can just build on what they did, we'll have a, a really nice young front court piece for the future. And we've got time to develop him out here without any kind of pressure and all that. I think he's going to go. I think they're going to ask for Caleb as the other piece. And then I think it becomes interesting. Because this is going to be a great bench player. Well, I, right. But I, I just, I, I, yeah, this is just prediction. This is not based on information, but this is just kind of where I would see them going with the way that these negotiations have gone. 
And then I'll just say this. You're swallowing hard here, right? Because Tyler Hero's going out. Kyle Lowry contract, I know we don't care that much about that one, right? And obviously you've lost Gabe and Max, but that's been done. You've brought in Richardson. You 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 know you brought in Bryant. Uh, Love is back. Uh, but if we're talking about losing Caleb Martin, uh, losing Jovic, using losing Hero, I, what are we doing? What's what's happening with Duncan? I mean, a lot of people have talked about him being as part of the deal, but there's so many different iterations of what we're discussing that I think until we get to the final part of this it's really a degree of speculation because there a lot of talk was that it's hero and duncan were headlining some of what was heading out and lowry wasn't involved i think that that's unlikely just because of his expiring um and then the other thing that came up today was these other guys on other teams that uh maybe were looking and almost got to an agreement but didn't or maybe just got traded and expect to be waived uh that maybe uh could look to Miami if a Dame trade happens. And I'm saying this because Phoenix is this destination where everyone is going on vet mins. And I think Miami would turn into that East if they got Dame. And so it'll be interesting. Josh, Christi- Josh Christopher and um, Dara Saric were both the players that were mentioned today that could potentially look to Miami if a Dame thing happens. So that is another interesting element because Malik Beasley went to the Milwaukee Bucks today for a vet minimum one-year deal. And I guess he had talked to Miami and Miami, instead of just signing him and figuring it out later, said we need to wait to see what we're going to have left on this roster at what positions before we give out any more vet minimums. That's Mm -hmm. an interesting thing to me that that came out today. And they've liked Malik Beasley for a while, too. So I'm, I'm sure they would have liked to have kept him um, if you could. All right, just to close the loop on this episode, and we thank our sponsors, uh, Mosaics.com, uh, Better Edge, Prize Picks, and Closure Investigative Agency. Uh, the other thing that, that happened today is that the Boston media, which is the ringer, basically, uh, is still going nuts over all of this stuff. And and But here's the big thing that came out. So as you're paying attention to the Kevin O'Connor's of the world and the Bill, Bill Simmons is of the world and everybody who somehow uh, is basically saying that, you know, Portland shouldn't take uh, Miami's offer, but yet if Dame goes to Miami, they still won't be the favorites in the East, which seemed completely contradictory uh, lines of thinking. Uh, the big thing that's come out is every single report that has come from Dame's perspective, whether it's Chris Haynes or everybody else. And there was a podcast that Haynes did with Mark Stein, where Haynes said, it's Miami, it's Miami, it's Miami, which is similar. Uh, when we had our guest on last night, uh, covers uh, Portland for the Oregonian, plus the Shams report, everybody's saying Miami, Miami, Miami. But what they're also saying is Dame is resolute on getting to Miami. And it almost feels like some of this stuff that the Portland front office has been doing, which again is their right to try to gain the most that they possibly can for their asset, has pissed him off so he's dug in his heels even more. That's that's how it feels right now. And when you talk about a guy as stubbornly great as Dame Lillard has been for the past 11 years and not running from the grind, I feel like he's getting as entrenched in his position that he has to leave as he was in his position prior that he wasn't going to leave. And so if I were a Heat fan right now, which again, I guess, I mean, I'm on a Heat We podcast. feel good, Ethan. We feel good. I'll beat you to the punch. I think you should feel good about where it's going. I think Dame has handled this perfectly, honestly, uh, every step of the way. And that was the thing when we talked about it last night on the podcast. I said, 
he had to come out publicly. Like doing yeah. it privately is one thing, but he had to come out publicly and he had to keep sending the message constantly. Miami, 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 because, and he has to keep putting the stuff on Instagram and on Twitter and the fans thanking him and all that stuff, because that drives the drumbeat that there is never going to be uh, a change in opinion on this. And it's going to be Miami or it's going to be trouble as, <laughs> as our guest said last night, before we close, I want to say one thing. Uh, we've been on this podcast now for, I guess we've been doing this one for two and a half, three years for the first time ever. We cracked Four years, Alice. On the first time ever, it cra- we cracked the top 10 nationally among all basketball podcasts. That's college or pro, national or local. So we were actually the number two locally based podcast in the country behind one spot behind the Laker podcast, which is a national podcast in a lot of different ways. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody uh, for your support. We're two spots ahead of Draymond Green, and he had a new episode. Whoa. So it's not like this is an old episode, but there's a fairly recent episode that he had out. So number eight in the country, uh, if you look on the list, we're up there with all the ones that you've heard of. And again, we're local and uh, we don't have a big network behind us. So we we really appreciate uh, everybody for tuning in. Uh, Dame Lillard, the situation has certainly helped, but we'll continue to provide uh, content for you guys throughout the off season. And we got a lot of cool episodes coming up. So thank you very much. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.